Podcast 51, your Central Michigan life home to all that is creepy and weird. I'm Tom Delore. I'm Amir Bankson. And so just before we jump into this week's topic, which is the Michigan Dog Man, we just want to update you guys on what's going on with the podcast. Um, we are going to switch it from being a bi-weekly podcast to a weekly podcast, starting with the release of this episode. So next Friday, you can tune in for another episode. Um, and just a general warning about the podcast, just because we cover this stuff doesn't mean we necessarily believe it. It's just entertaining and it's fun to explore. So without further ado, let's jump into the Michigan Dog Man. You ready, Amir? Yeah, yeah, let's do this. All right, so it was first reported in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan, which is like in the northwest portion of the Lower Peninsula, um, which is the general area where a lot of Michigan sightings are. Um, It's commonly described as being about seven feet tall, blue or amber eyes, which are very piercing. It's bipedal, which means it walks on two legs, and uh, it's canine-like, which uh, no doy, because it is the dog man. (laughs) All right. Um, and it has a fearsome howl like a human scream. I'm going to play a clip for that in just a second. But uh, eyewitnesses have th- three general descriptions uh, of what this thing looks like. It's usually it's either wolf-like, bear-like, or more like Bigfoot. Um, but it generally has human-like hands and feet, um, and it's often um, in general linked with werewolves because it is like dog and wolf, and it's mixed with a man, you know. So I'm going to play a clip of what the um, – the dog man scream, a, a alleged recorded dog man scream sounds like right here. And it's just a few seconds, so uh, listen here. There's another one, hold on. <laughs> Which I, uh, yeah, the other ones were a little more goofy. I feel like recording audio is not, Amir is dying over there. <laughs> He's terrified. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> but uh, that was a, that was an alleged dogman scream. That was found on the North American Dogman Project.com in their audio evidence. Uh, they, they, I think they list on there that it just, just because they have this here, they're not saying there's 100% a dog man, but these are evidence that has brought, this is evidence that has been brought forth. Stop. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's the scream. I'm not going to lie. I, you're laughing at it now, but last night, for some reason, I was like really feeling dog man research and I was like looking for more stuff. And I came across this and I, I clicked it and I was with my roommate and it really creeped me out. Now in this setting, it doesn't feel as creepy, maybe because I already listened to <laughs> not it. at all. But it really creeped me out last night. But yeah, that was that's you know it's with audio. There's no there's no you can't exactly trace it in the sense that you could trace a video or anything like that. So really, this could be made by anybody if it's not a dogman scream. So that's it. It definitely I think is really weird. It's, you wouldn't say that's wolf like by any means, or even dog like. Um, so it is a general creepy um, sound or a laughable sound. You laugh at it now, but if you were in the middle of the woods and you heard that, you'd be terrified. I mean, either that, or I'd be like, "Is that old Grandpa Jenkins?" If you're in the middle <laughs> of the, again? if you're in the middle of the Michigan woods, dude, no one's up there for like miles. That's terrifying. Okay, stuff. I can. All right, yeah, all right. Because that sounds, that could be a human woman. I think it could sound like that, some kind of human scream, like high pitched. I think it could be that, all right, which would be creepy, there. nevertheless. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, just so we're not laughing at it entirely. Uh, so just some more facts about – or just some more information about the uh, dog man is that it appears in a 10-year cycle and years ending in sevens, which, uh, spoiler alert, it's 2017. Anybody seen you, dog man? Whoa. Dog man? Uh, 
and but more specifically, people have also said that it's um, on the seventh uh, day of the seventh month. But this report is a little more inconsistent. Generally, people do agree that it appears in a ten-year cycle, ending in sevens, beginning in uh, 1887 in Wexford, Michigan, like I mentioned before. And so, just some history of it. It was reported about. Excuse me. It was reported around Manistee River during the days of the Ottawa tribes. Um, it was first alleged encounter um, was in 1887 in Wexford County when two lumberjacks saw a creature with a, which they said had a man's body but a dog's head. It's been spotted many times in the UP, and horses have been found dead of fright and have uh, there's been noted dog tracks nearby. In 1937 in Paris, Michigan, Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs and said that one of them walked on two legs. But this account kind of varies. I also found one that said that there was only one dog near him that stood up on two legs, but upon him shooting it, it quickly fled, and he later reported that the creature smiled at him. Uh, Reports of similar creatures came from Allegan County, which if anybody knows me, that's where I'm from. That's a uh, tiny town where nothing happens, and apparently the dog man happened in the well, 50s. Good for you. I mean, you guys finally I, have something. <laughs> I never saw it, so that kind of disappoints me, but yeah, I guess. It's 2017. You might see it this year. I thought about it. I was like, I'm going home soon. I should go dog man hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should. Tell me how that goes. <laughs> um, but there's also been reports in Manistee County and uh, Cross Village in 1967 as well. And uh, Kalamazoo County. Or is it just a city? Regardless, Kalamazoo has been an area of high reports, according to um, Wisconsin-based author and investigator Linda Godfrey. Um, Godfrey wrote a book called The Beast of Bray Road, which focuses on reports of a similar creature on a rural road outside Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Even though it's called the Michigan Dog Man, uh, it's not really been centralized to Michigan. It's been more centralized to the Midwest, but there's people in Canada that said they've reported it, Colorado, all over the country, people have reported seeing the Dog Man. But um, Linda Godfrey wanted to point out specifically or importantly that despite lots of people coming forth and saying that they've seen the dog man, there has never been an actual recorded serious injury resulting from a dog man encounter. Um, that's what Godfrey alleges. But uh, canon-like mythological canon, excuse me, canine-like, um, <laughs> I can't speak. Canine-like uh, mythological creatures are not uncommon um, because there's like Anubis from Egyptian mythology, Sumerians have a creature called the Enkidu, and part of my pronunciation on lots of these. But there's also werewolves and shapeshifters and skinwalkers. But dogmen more specifically have been linked to Native American lore and often connected with wolf people or werewolves, like I also mentioned, but also Wendigo. And just for people that don't know what Wendigos are, they are... Uh, we're going to devote a future episode to them uh, sometime down the road, but they are cannibalistic tricksters. But the basic idea of this dogman or this creature is that if you enter the woods with ill spirits, like a cocky, all-knowing attitude about nature or a challenge towards nature rather than a respect and love for it, then that's when bad things happen. Oh, so they're just talking about me, huh? You disrespect nature? Definitely. You're going to find a dogman. He's not going to head with you. All right. Because it is said that the dogman, or at least according to this specific lore, shows up in two forms. One is called the watcher, and believe it or not, it watches you and scrutinizes you. Um, and this is just generally you see by a sense of unease. It may follow you or scare you or jump out at you. Um, and if it interacts with you, then it will likely be in the sense that items go missing from your camp. But watchers will not hurt you unless you try to hurt them. 
And even though I read that there was two forums, it never mentioned what the other forum was. So I'd imagine the other one would be if you go in with a disrespect towards nature, and those people will probably more interact with you in a um, probably a more harmful way. So it's like Santa, but like if you're bad, if, yeah, Santa was mad at you. instead of like just giving you coal, he gives you these fists. All right. I don't know. There's like I said, there's actually been no reported uh, dogman injuries uh, or significant injuries. So who knows? But uh, like I said, dogman reports are not specific to Michigan. Hundreds, if not thousands, of reports have come out from all over the uh, the country. Uh, like I said, with more central focus on Midwest states like Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, but going back to Native American lore, also some lore author. Oh my gosh, I can't speak. Some Native American lore also hypothesizes that there are spirit that they are spirit creatures who assume the physical form while in our realm. And this comes from the Ho Chunk Native American tribe. The uh, Ottawa Chippewa tribe believe they are members of a shape-shifting skinwalker tribe who got stuck in between their animal form and their human form. And Linda Godfrey herself believes that they could be an adapted canine species like a wolf-dog hybrid, and others believe similarly that it may be an unknown wolf species. Um, Some believe that they were created by genetic manipulation experiments gone wrong. Uh, Linda Godfrey also claims to have found a connection between um, dogman sightings Uh, And the reports are mostly clustered around ancient burial and effigy mounds, uh, which are mounds that are shaped like animals, which are all over the Midwest. But Wisconsin has the largest number of effigy mounds, and uh, Godfrey herself is based in Wisconsin. But there is a debate um, about whether what the purpose of these effigy mounds are and who created them, because some archaeologists believe they were created by native populations, and others believe they were created by a long-lost race. And while sightings are common in forested areas, they are also com- common among the lake shores of Lake Michigan, which would make sense that it's more focused around Michigan and Wisconsin then because they share Lake Michigan in between there. Um, but as the legend becomes more popular, so do the number of these so-called eyewitness accounts. And actually in 1987, Steve Cook, a DJ at WTCM-FM, wrote a song. And I'm going to play a little clip uh, about that um, right here. A cool summer morning in early June is when the legend began. At a nameless logging camp in Wexford County where the Manistee River ran. Eleven lumberjacks near the Garland Swamp found an animal they thought was a dog. In a playful mood, they chased it around till it ran inside a hollow log. A logger named Johnson grabbed him a stick and poked around inside. Then the thing let out an unearthly scream and came out and stood upright. And so that's just a little clip. Bars! (laughs) You think Steve Cook had a career? (laughs) He's missing out. Where's that rap career? I want that album. I left left out the instrumental part, but it was pretty fire as well. Dogman the album by Steve? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, something interesting about this song is that he said it began as an April Fool's Day joke, and he based it off myths and legends of North America, but also claims that he had never even heard of the Dog Man prior to writing that song. So he essentially made it up completely. Oh, man. Three fire emojis for Steve. Um, he is skeptical about the Dog Man, though, um, like most people, I, I would believe, and says that basically he's been he's seen how folklore is built and how it transforms over time. But he also believes that people who report seeing something probably did, and maybe the dogman is a way to explain something that they themselves couldn't explain. 
Um, and after, actually after he debuted the song on the radio station, he did get lots of reports from listeners saying they encountered a very similar creature. And, and for weeks, it actually became the most requested song on the station. But so a lot of the reports about the dog man, I, I, these eyewitness accounts, uh, come from uh, people reporting to Steve. Actually, um, even to this day, he gets reports about dog man encounters. By the way, let's not take away from him that 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 song gets fired. So the truth is, people just wanted to hear the fired beat. And I just played like forty seconds, but that song is like five and a half. I'm downloading it as soon as we get out of here. You think it's on iTunes? Uh. It's on SoundCloud. Let's check. be honest. It sounds. It, it has, It's definitely on SoundCloud. <laughs> Steve's got a SoundCloud page and a GoFundMe, also a Patreon, so go support him. No, I no, was just <laughs> I was like, Steve, moving. All right. Steve's probably like 60 at this point, I would imagine. Still putting out that fire. That was like 30 years ago Still putting or 20 out fire. years ago. Three fire emojis for Steve. Uh, so I mentioned a lot of reports have come from this song. So let's talk about some more notable reports and encounters. In 1993, a 13-year-old girl near Reed City, Michigan, was trying to sneak a cigarette behind her family's home in winter, and she noticed a strange glint of light coming through the barn planks. After a few minutes, she claimed she saw a six-foot-tall creature with a dog's head staring at her, which then ran away. Was she? Wait, she was 13? Yeah, she was 13. Wait, what year was this again? One more time? 1993. She's trying to sneak a smoke in 1993? I want to point out this was 1993, and this would, this would go against the assertion that he comes in um, years that end in sevens what, as well. Wait, hold on. What is she doing trying to sneak? Where's her parents? She's 13. She was hiding behind the house. And she saw the dog right. man or a large dog-like beast or a large creature with the dog's head, I should say. Um, but following this, actually, a neighbor said that he also saw a buffalo-sized dog in the same barn. So maybe there was something there. But maybe. that's, not, like I said, 1993. If there was a dog man, it would be 1987. Going by that lore, um, 1997 or 1987. So who knows what she saw? Yeah. Um, a more recent report is from a Fowlerville fireman who claims he saw a gorilla-like creature with a canine head run over 100 feet through the woods in about three or four seconds. What? That's pretty fast. I didn't calculate it, but that's pretty fast. That's not. That's like flash speed almost. You think? Maybe. I think fast flash might be a little faster. A little gorilla running through. I mean, gorilla. Which is odd because head. yeah, he described it as gorilla-like, and rather than like primarily, a lot of them say like wolf-like or I guess human-like with a dog head or whatever. Um, but he said it was gorilla-like. On fours or on just? Two I would feet? assume on fours because it know. usually runs. Like I, I feel like it runs on two feet. It was not included in the report. I don't know. All right, so you gotta hit us up with some more info. A report from the fall of 1986 out of Manistee, Michigan, says that a man was driving out late at night and saw something in a field to his left um, because of its glowing eyes. But the eyes were too high to be a deer, and then this creature then sprinted at him and leapt across the entire two-lane road and disappeared. In 2001, a claim was made that a mother and her and her stepdaughter were looking out the doors of their home and saw a big creature which was black and looked like a big bear except for its wolf-like head. They also claim it has a scream like an infant, which is loud and hysterical. I wouldn't call that scream we listened to earlier loud, or excuse me, um, inf- or, uh, like an infant or hysterical, excuse me. I wouldn't call it infantile, but I would say it's hysterical and it is high-pitched. So I guess you could equate it um, somewhat to that. What do you say? I mean, I guess. It was loud for sure. It was. That was loud. And I'm guessing if she heard anything close to that. Peter Pants, just like me. Yeah, I'd be a little scared. If I'm in my house, I just hear someone screaming. And I look out, it's a giant monster thing with a dog head. I try to catch it, but. 
Okay, so moving on, there are some uh, significant pieces of evidence that are usually tied to um, the Dogman. Um, the first one, and we're going to include um, an anal- a documentary um, that analyzes some of these photos uh, and videos on our Twitter, which is at thepodcast51. We'll post, uh, we like to post a lot of our sources and stuff from the episode there, as well as photos that are relevant or videos that are relevant and stuff like that. So go there and you'll, you'll see the, be able to see these videos for yourself, but we will describe them somewhat. Um, so the McHale photograph is the first piece we'll talk about. And it is a Polaroid taken in the summer of 1968 in the Garden Peninsula of the UP. Um, D- Dean McHale was camping with her sister and wanted to photograph the scenery in a meadow-like area. She saw a group of deer run across the field and then saw a large black dog trot into view and then stand up on two legs and then seem to size up the deer for about two minutes. But upon, pe- upon being spotted by the deer, he went back on four legs and ran away. Photo analysts um, claimed it would be very difficult to manipulate the photo because it began as a Polaroid. Um, and these photo analysts um, claim that it is, appears to be genuine. But uh, Russ Parks is a hunter, and he believes it, w- it could be a wolf because they occasionally stand on their hind legs um, when hunting, but it's usually never more than a few seconds. So it standing for two minutes is a little bit uncommon. And you looked at the photo, Amir, so I want you to tell me what you think about it. Maybe we can go back to our rating system, and you tell me how substantial a piece of evidence you think this is. All right, so out of five tinfoil hats... With five being the craziest or the most the most substantial the, the most like substantial okay. like probably is true i'm gonna give this one a three i'm gonna say i thought it was i thought it could have been a bear okay because bears do stand up on their mm-hmm. hind legs for like a good little period of time yeah. so i thought it could have been a bear i mean it was pretty far away so you didn't really get a zoom in on the you know mm-hmm. on the head and it's old and it's old you know it's a polaroid mm-hmm. so i mean i'm just gonna say it's a bear Okay. So, yeah. So what's your, you said three? I'm going to give that a three. Okay. And the next one we'll talk about is the Beast of Seven Shoots photograph. And it's a little bit controversial. And it was taken in 2005 by a construction worker sightseeing in the park of Seven Shoots in Quebec. And it didn't, uh, he didn't even see the creature when he took the picture initially. Um, He found it when he was looking back through his photos later on. Some say it looks like Bigfoot. Some say it's a wolf or a dog. But some say it's a trick of light even. But... Those who say it's an animal or animal-like, um, it looks like it's carrying something under its arm, potentially like a small animal. Photo analysts also claim that it's genuine and that the object or being in the photo appears to be solid um, rather than a trick of light, um, but the creature was unidentifiable to wildlife experts. So the Beast of Seven Shoes photograph, what do you say about that? That is a .5 tinfoil hat. I, I agree. It was very hard to make out well, nah. anything in the photo. First off, why would, a log. Be, why would it be carrying a baby? But yeah, this said like a baby pig maybe in the documentary I watched, but I was like, that seems like a stretch. You can't even tell what that thing looks like, it, period. Exactly. And then what would a be? Okay. What would uh, a dog man be carrying a little baby pig for? food. What? Why couldn't it be like Charlotte's Web? Like, they're just hanging out. They're just pals. I, I doubt just I feel like it was a, a predator. I don't know. I agree, though, that there's no, there isn't a lot of substantial, anything substantial in that photo. Um, so let's move on to the Vanderbilt image, uh, which is an anonymous photo allegedly photographed in the back 
porch of a hunting cabin in Vanderbilt, Michigan in 2002. Um, and photo analysts that analyzed it um, said it had several red flags, including some more smooth edges. And the creature appears to be translucent and blends in with the tree. And upon actually analyzing this um, piece of evidence, supposedly, um, it turns out that it was a composite with the image lifted from a British film called The Dog Soldiers. So that is definitively fake. So don't, that, let, don't let anyone try to tell you that the Vanderbilt image is real. That one was clearly fake. Yeah. Like, that one was brutal. We know it's fake, so you just give it a zero. Yeah, just yeah. negative yeah. five. Yeah, negative five. Like that one. That was the one that made me go like, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> okay, so there's also the Chelsea tracks, which uh, surfaced in the late '80s as a 35 millimeter negative converted to a digital image in 2006. It was taken in Waterloo Recreation Area near Chelsea, Michigan. Um, several teenagers, uh, Western Michigan students actually, ooh, so you know ooh, you can't trust them, uh, were camping uh, when they heard strange growls in the night and discovered large dog tracks in the morning. But unlike normal tracks, they were unevenly spaced, which would indicate that it was it could have been possibly walking on two legs instead of four. The dog track is roughly seven inches across, which would mean that it weighs around 250 pounds. Uh, photo analysts claimed there was no discernible manipulation. Well, all right, so I was going to give this one a solid score, but then you factor in that they're Western students, so that just drops it down to a zero. Zero? You think it could have been any animal? I don't any believe big animal? I don't believe a word they say. All uh, right. Yeah. So, zero, you said? Yeah, I'm going to give that one a zero. Okay. There's, strictly because they're Western students. <laughs> there's, a, there's also the Onaway photo, which was shot near Onaway, Michigan in 2004 by a young man in the backseat of a minivan. They had been visiting relatives and deer hunting and had gutted two bucks by the driveway. On their way back to their car, they heard the rustling, or they heard rustling by the entrails. And when they turned around, the lights of the van illuminated a large dog or wolf-like creature. The animal appears to be standing upright on two legs behind a stump. And photo analysts uh, on this image w- were split. Um, one says that it was possibly airbrushed, and that a vertical white streak found in the image um, is is suspicious, as well as the disproportionate head size. So he's that that photo analyst is a little more leaning towards that it's uh, tampered with, while the other one uh, believed that it was genuine. The alignment of light sourcing from the flash is spot on, and and that the brush strokes that um, the first analyst mentioned are probably because of blur, and that he thought or he or she thought that no layering was evident in the photograph. Um, before I let you rate this one, I think this one looked like a tiger and yeah, you said say, that too is this the tiger one i was gonna yeah. literally ask yeah that's a tiger uh which doesn't answer any questions anyways because why would a tiger be there but it definitely <laughs> looked like a tiger rather than a wolf or a dog yeah i don't know why a tiger was just chilling there in michigan in northern michigan well, that was definitely a tiger i don't know what they were looking for there that's a tiger that's not a dog man yeah that's okay a tiger, so man. what do you think okay so going away from dog man i guess do you what would you write this photo in terms of how real it is and proving that something supernatural or really weird, because a tiger in northern Michigan would be very weird. What do you think that the uh, rate, when you, when you rate how substantially you think right, this starts proving do, any kind of weird theory? If I'm going to go in depth with it, uh, the white, like that little white line thing mm-hmm. that they talk about, that one really threw me, that kind of threw me off guard because I was kind of like, what was that there? Is mm-hmm. that a part of its body? Is that just a random right line there? What's going on with that? Then they said if you like hit like the camera light at a specific spot and it mm-hmm. expands out. I still didn't think that made sense. I'm well, yeah. Late. They were talking about because it was taken from a van. You could see the paneling of the van. He was saying, 
or the analyst was saying that you can tell like the the light sourcing like how bright it gets or dark it gets going away from the source and the paneling on the van towards the creature by the stump was perfect that's that was what he was that's what they were saying i think i want to say that it's I want to say it's photoshopped. Like I equate it to like that the infamous like uh, Loch Ness monster photo that mm-hmm. everyone like claims is a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. It's probably like two rocks. <laughs> but like I equate it to that. I think they just took a picture of a tiger mm-hmm. and then like smacked it on a photo, made it gray in the background. You know, maybe hit it with a little bit of color in there, mm-hmm. and then just called it a day. So mm-hmm. I mean, if we're gonna go out of if I'm grading his like his Photoshop ability, I'm gonna give him a five ten four hats. Well, what do you think? So you believe it's 100 percent fake? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so zero. Yeah, it turns out. But that guy's like, good at his Photoshop. It, I I would agree with that. Strong. Um, so then we'll move on to the Gable film, uh, which is possibly the most popular um, evidence towards uh, the or I shouldn't say popular, the most famous evidence towards the Dog Man. And it turned up in an odds and end bo- odds and ends box at a real estate sale, excuse me, at an estate sale in 2004. The film was in bad quality when it was delivered to Steve Cook, our uh, our DJ, in 2006. What are you doing, dude? You don't like this? You're just describing a horror movie, but keep it going. Yeah, some say that the bad quality is because it spent years outdoors. Um, it was filmed with standard 8mm Kodachrome film uh, from the early 1970s, and both the camera and truck were made in 1967. And the snowmobiles from the video is, uh, are from the 1960s and 70s, which leads us to believe that it was probably shot in the mid to late 1970s. It was enhanced and color corrected with extreme care by the documentarians that made this so as not to alter the footage significantly. They are uh, and, and, and following the the actual footage in the video. It's they are in a truck and they see something off the side of the road and they get out to go and find it and see what it was. The creature charges, uh, or the creature charges and then catches him. And that's all seen in the footage. And the first impressions of the documentarians were that it was a hoax, but the enhanced footage actually makes the documentary filmmakers think that it actually could be real. Um, an alleged part two was found that shows the police investigating the crime scene, which showed a man with his entire lower half of his body missing and destroyed. Um, and before I bring in this last piece of information, I want to know what you think about this. Why don't you give me a rating? This is legit an actual movie. I swear I seen this movie. Okay. It might not have been. It was, what was that movie with the like the kids would come out of the picture? And sinister. Come, sinister. This is legit sinister. You cannot tell me it's not the same plot. Well, they find, they're a dog man. They find a case full of photos. Well, are you talking about sinister or the 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 Gable film? Yeah, but this Which, they're the same thing literally. In the Gable film, they find a box. No, that, no, the box had the footage from that was the Gable film. In exactly. It. They didn't find the Gable and film. And Sinister, there's a box. Okay. With the, the all the videos I in mean, it. I mean, it's kind of like any found footage film. Then literally, in that and then they even had the end of a found footage film. What happens at the end of every found footage film? They see the monster, they and get it. attacked, and they drop the camera. Yeah, that's true. That's literally all they need to add was that scream. Mm-hmm. They take the scream from the little dog man earlier that yeah. we had and put it in there. Could have been good. And, prote- and that's, that's a movie right there. So you believe it's 100% fabricated? I literally think that was like somebody's class presentation, Okay. but he just did really good at it. I want you to rate this. Before I give you the last piece of information I have on this, I want you to rate this, how substantial a piece of evidence this stands as. This is a one. One? 
Okay, so saying that there there was a show called Monster Quest um, a couple years ago, which actually dug a little bit deeper into this footage and found that the found the people responsible. And it turns out that the dog man or the creature in the photo is actually a man in a ghillie suit running oh, around on his oh. running around on his arms and uh, legs. And he was it was made with an old camera, so it would look older and more beaten. And the body that was found in this alleged second part was uh, made using spray-painted foam for the entrails. And then he put his legs in a hole in the ground and then laid down, and they put the foam on his back so it looked like his legs were just gone. Oh, it, So it, it was it, made with the intent of being creepy and as a film rather than an actual piece of evidence. Please watch the 15-minute documentary, folks. When yeah. they get to this part, they go like, we zoomed in on his legs, and his <laughs> legs looked like they weren't real. We, they look like a human leg for one second, and then oh, yeah. it shifts quickly into something like a gorilla leg. Yeah. And then it shifts again to a tiger leg. That's really spot on for his brain. Out of nowhere, it starts running. This dead does not seem like it's running like a human. It seems yeah. like it's running like a gorilla, or maybe and, and the, yeah, and, a lion. And the funny thing is that the document do, documentarians were like, it's evidence. And they were also like, we had some athletes run around in their arms and legs and try to replicate the pattern, and they couldn't do it. And some guy's like, yeah, it was me and my ghillie suit that I ordered online. <laughs> we got we got three athletes, not good ones. So we just got random three guys, and we said, get down on your knees, then run. And then change your leg into a tiger's leg. And then after that, change that tiger's leg into a gorilla leg. And then change it back into a human leg. Yeah, this, like the morphing of the shape of the body was probably just due to the ghillie sheet, ghillie sheet, excuse me, ghillie suit changing shape as the guy was running. And it literally looks like a gorilla. It it looks it, like a cheap it looks gorilla. Pretty costume. odd. Yeah. But you would have never thought that it was a gorilla. And so all the previous evidence that we just talked about, aside from the alleged second part of that uh, Gable film, that's included in a documentary, and all the color corrected, all that st- all that stuff was done by the uh, filmmakers. And we'll post, and it's only about 15 minutes. And we'll post that on our Twitter, so you can watch that out and hear what they have to say from the uh, actual source. By the um, way, hmm. um, if you want to put it out here, who was it who made up? Who was it who was dropping them sick bars about how he created the Dogman thing? Steve Cook. Who directed the 15-minute documentary? I don't think that is anything substantial, though. I think it's Steve Cook. I think it was he Steve then has Cook. an interest in it, and he's like, I'm going to put a docu- do a documentary He's going to put it. a 15-minute documentary together. I'm shocked. I, I think f- he would have, anyone would have the most interest in it, most interest in it than... It's the guy who made it? Yeah. If I, I feel like was, if I should have waited a little longer after the credits, I, I bet you that cool beat would have dropped, and he would have just started dropping That's funny, because when I was doing research, that song was in, like, every single video. They would, like, do all their—they'd, be like, present all the encounters they had heard of, and then they that song would start playing, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, again? It's the same, like, synthy keys that they keep playing. He's dropping bars, dropping knowledge on that head. But there is—there's uh, one other— piece of evidence, which is an alleged encounter and attack by a dog man um, captured by an OnStar recording, and we're going to play a clip of that right here. It's about a little over a minute long, so uh, listen to this. OnStar Emergency, this is Kyle speaking. How can I help you? Hello? Something just ran in front of us on the road. We're in the ditch. We we rolled over. How many people are in the car, and is anyone injured? There's two of us. I I, th- I don't think we have any injuries. Is the car on its top or wheels or what? 
No, it's kind of sitting on its side. Hold one moment, please, while I contact emergency services. Okay. Okay, the state police should be on their way in a few minutes. Is everyone still okay? Yeah, I think we're okay. What ran in front of you? A deer? I, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was big. It looked like a great big dog. Standing up. Was it a bear, maybe? Maybe, I... Oh, my God! Oh, my God! And then from there, the uh, footage cuts out, and yeah, Kyle from OnStar is trying to uh, see if they're still there. But yeah, that was the alleged OnStar. And by the way, OnStar, if anybody doesn't know, is like it's a system that some cars have that you can just push if there's been an emergency, and you talk to an, an operator right away, they'll help you. But yeah. Do people really not know what OnStar is? I don't know why. Well, How old not, am I? I'm just saying, not every car has OnStar. Makes me feel super old. Well, I just said, not every car has OnStar, so maybe people don't know what it is. I was just explaining right. just for those people that may exist. Can I deconstruct this real fast? Yeah, I want you to talk about it. All right, let me kill this video real fast. This is I'm going to call this <laughs> section of this Emir kills it. Oh yeah. All right. So um if you notice when they do the phone call, the phone is presented from them calling Kyle from OnStar. Yeah. Which is So What's well, sorry? Think on. about it. So they they call Kyle. We're getting their perspective. Yes. So when they get killed <laughs> How come it switches to Kyle's perspective? What's well, recording? It's not exactly perspective. It's just like the uh, audio of the call. But then how would they get Kyle getting called before that? <laughs> That's a really good point that I think about. Huh? How would they get <laughs> being called? Like on servers recording them before? Being called before <laughs> they got the call? You didn't think about it? I didn't even think about that. No? All right. I, I did say it was fake, though. I said it sounds like Kyle's an actor. A bad, a bad one. one. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. He, first off, he's the most nonchalant. You just listen to two people getting murdered by a dog <laughs> hello? man. And he's just like, uh, hello? Right. Also, they're like, we flipped our car. And he's like, is it on its wheels? <laughs> like, no, Kyle, we just told you. <laughs> is it on its wheel or is it on its top? Was it a bear? No, I said it looked like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he like literally was just, I love that. He's like, oh, man. He had, yeah. just, I mean, I guess if you're an emergency responder, you have to be calm and collected. Not but that calm. You, <laughs> listen, you just listen to someone get murdered. And then I love how he just like takes a break. All right, I'm, uh, uh, give me one second. <laughs> all right, so um, the police are on their way. <laughs> and they're just like, all right, well, we're going to just, you know, be quiet while you take this second. Yeah. We just flipped our car. All you're going to hear is us coughing in the background. We flipped a car. I don't know about you, but if I just <laughs> flip my car, I'm not going to just sit there. You're not just going to hear Betty next to me going. <laughs> <laughs> she, what is she going to be doing? She's just going to be freaking out. I'm going to okay. be freaking out. Fair enough. I just flipped a car. But yeah, so actually going on for what you said about how, if it was this clip, how would it have recorded before they called OnStar and then switched over to on, the OnStar call? Um, and also it's like they get attacked and what is the dogman like? Oh, that's OnStar. Knock that, <laughs> knock that out of there. We can't have anybody listening to this. <laughs> I need my privacy as up. I kill people. He's like, hang it up. So like, flip phone, he snaps it in half. I literally need my privacy right now. And <laughs> OnStar, I don't even know what made it better if he would have picked up and be like, hello, yeah, this is Dogman. Uh, uh, Mr. Dogman, by the way, uh, you're interfering in this, and I would appreciate it if you just hang on the phone, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> just hang on the phone. Like, he, like I love how he, 
He smacks it out of his hand, and then all you yeah, hear. Yeah. Also, is, it, said, it keeps saying a, it keeps saying like a phone, like it's a phone call, and it's like that's not how OnStar works. <laughs> you don't call OnStar. It's a button in your car. Literally. <laughs> and to make it even better, right? So he throws the phone away. I love how that just ends the call. <laughs> he just smacked it. Off. If you smack my phone out of my hand, it's gonna still be like on the phone. Yeah. You're gonna hear me being eaten alive by a dog man. <laughs> but no, you just hear it cut back to Kyle just sitting there like, "Hello, are you are you alive?" And so yeah, yeah. it does sound like it could be pulled. Like it definitely sounds like it's fake. And, and I actually was scrolling through the comments. We'll post this on our Twitter as well. Just a reminder that's at the podcast fifty one, and we'll have all this stuff on there. But I was looking through the comments of this YouTube video, and someone in the comments <laughs> said that it's from a film called The Turn. I wasn't sure if he was saying The Turn or The Turn in Europe, and it was translated to English. But I actually couldn't find any evidence that this was a real film, so I don't know what that guy was on about. I love it. It looks like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you were attacked by. By, by what? It runs you that scene from Monsters, Inc. It was like a dog. He picked me up. Or he said, picked me up and shook me like a dog. <laughs> I, I, and then that was so nonchalant. Like, hello? He's like, yeah, it was walking on two legs. and looked like a dog. Was it a bear? Kyle, are you even listening to me? <laughs> are you li- I, I just flipped my car. Is it on you on your wheels? Or on your t- I just told you. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, we gotta dra- drag I'm, this out for about a minute and a half. Kyle, <laughs> I'm dying here, man. And this is what you do to me? <laughs> you just, you just completely throw me away like I'm garbage. So, what do you give this? Oh, dude, dude this, this, pe- is this piece bad. of significant evidence. This is terrible. Like, <laughs> I give this like a. This is a negative ten. Like, this is probably the lowest I can get. This is literally from. It's movie. lower than that one photo. That photo that had the the dog soldiers or whatever from Britain. Yes. Wow. Because this, this one was one, much funnier. This one is so blatant. It's so easier like, to, to pick it apart. It's so blatant that this is like a clear lie. Like, oh, man. And by the way, though, just for people who's listening, mm-hmm. when the video ends, what comes on? It really does. Steve Cook's song. Steve comes right back on, dude. Actually, Kyle says, hello, sir. Are you there? For about 30 seconds. And then you hear the... And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's in every video. But what you what you don't you can't know escape is it. Tom. I'm Steve Cook. What happens is Kyle, no, what really happened was Kyle said hello, hello, and he was like, I just think this is the dog man. Let me play the music for it. <laughs> so Kyle at OnStar, shout out to you. He was like, This is the closest thing we're gonna get to the dog man, dude. I just heard someone get killed by the dog man. How do you celebrate this? You play the music. You play that that wicked beat. I guess. Man, Kyle, where you at, dog? I just want to talk to you. And so I I want to fire them, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Just to like kind of summarize all this stuff is that I don't think there's any significant pieces of evidence that that clearly prove that a dog man or a dog like creature like this actually exists. I don't think any of the evidence we talked about, any of the evidence that was found um, really talks about it. And it's so that makes it kind of interesting that all these hundreds of thousands of people, or excuse me, hundreds or thousands of people are coming forward and saying that they saw a dog man. I think it's kind of like Bigfoot in the sense that all these people are saying it, but no one actually has evidence and that's pretty odd. By the way. And I think it's kind of like we talked about it in our first episode on the Mandela effect. If you want to go back to that, uh, listen to that if you haven't. Um, there's this social contagion theory where someone hears something and they're like, oh, that's my memory now. So maybe they, someone heard about the dog man and they're like, oh, I saw that thing in the woods one time. It's the dog man. And so they kind of make that, like like Steve Cook said, it's their way of explaining something that they couldn't explain. Even though it's probably not the dog man, it's their way of coping with whatever they saw. 
And there are lots of organizations actually dedicated to like, you know, obviously Bigfoot's a big one. There's a lot of stuff dedicated to Bigfoot and there's also stuff dedicated to the dog man. There is a organization called the North American Dog Man Project. And I reached out to them for an email. So maybe we'll get them an interview for the show sometime. We'll see. Oh, by the way, though, uh, what I want to say is I would if there's a job of being the dog man, I would take it because it's like it's the best job. Like you literally have to show up every 10 years for it. Yeah, you show up for one year. You go hard. You get paid. Then you disappear for another 10 years. Because, by the way, the dog man got to have a calendar. If he if he shows up every 10 years on exactly a year that ends in seven, mm-hmm. how is he? how does he know that? It's just, he just it's the from. supernatural lore. It's like Jeepers Creepers. That guy comes out every, like, 30 years or whatever. It's a film, by the way. Jeepers Creepers yeah. is a film. Like, I realize. Like, <laughs> like, dog, man. Like, literally, he's like, wait. Oh, it's 2016. I'm ju- I was just about to get you. But if <laughs> you come anymore. back here next year. I thought... I, oh. I actually liked this one a little bit because it was it's mich- focused in Michigan and I've like it talked about there's a lot, been a lot of stuff in the northwest Michigan in um, uh, Wexford County and I actually my family has like a, a cabin up in um, Lake County which is the southwest county to it like it's touching and it's like deep in the woods and all that kind of stuff and talked about the Manistee River and I've swam in middle, Little Manistee and tubed and stuff so I was like dang I've been out there and also mentioned Allegan which is my hometown and I was like oh this is really oddly connected to me in a way that I never would have expected okay so the truth came out the only I'm reason the Tom man. is into this is because it's the one thing his his whole county has yeah, well all you guys got is a dog man that's why you're into it dude. also Allegan burnt down that's one thing those aren't a good thing. That's not a good there's thing. Not, yeah, there's not really many positive things. Elgin's a small town. You guys trying to be, you guys trying to Roswell It's got this? small town charm. You guys are trying to Roswell this. Well, I've never actually heard anybody talk about the Dogman before yeah. ever, and and I've lived there for I lived there for almost twenty years. Watch, so. and next year you're gonna come in here. We're gonna be like we're the home of the Dogman now. <laughs> <laughs> but people are really passionate about the Dogman. There is a YouTube channel with. Almost 20,000 subscribers, 172 videos that is dedicated to the dog man. Every, like, three days it comes out with a, about an hour-long episode. Sometimes it's 40 minutes. Sometimes it's t- almost two hours that um, they just interview people who, say, who claim to have seen the dog man, and they just talk about it. And they have 170 episodes of that. And the most recent one I'm looking at right here, episode 170 exactly, came out three days ago and has 12,000 views. And, it, like, maybe 12,000 views isn't a lot, but three days ago for 170th episode of a podcast or show that's specifically dedicated to the dog man seems like it's pretty substantial, actually. Do you think he's going to show up because it has a seven in it? Or can he not show up on anything outside of a seven? Who knows? Does it have to have the ending? Because that'd be a nice interview to get him to, you know, come and talk about the hardships of being a dog, man. And the, like, you know, the the hardships. he's more human than you think. You heard him scream. I don't think he talks. By the way, why is it dog man? Maybe there's a dog woman. Sexism. Okay, so and do you have any final thoughts on Dogman? Like I said, we 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 both pretty much believe that this is fake. There's no substantial evidence, and until someone puts forth something that's like cut and dry, you can't dismiss that. Or I see with my own two eyes. I think this is gonna be something that's gonna be hard to wrap my head around. Well, okay. I'd love to talk to people from the North American Dogman Project and hear what they have to say, but uh, personally, with my experience, I have to say I don't believe it. You know what? I'll say this: sway me. Yeah, put it out me. there. I'm open-minded. Me. I'm open-minded. Yeah, convince me that there's a dog man. 
I don't know if you got to bring him in or somehow. Like, I don't know if you got to connect with the dog man. He, you know, he probably hands out his cards at every, you know, seven, end of the year that like, ends in the seventh. And he, this is prime Tell dog man year. This is prime dog man year. Mm-hmm. We might be able to talk to him. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it was the seventh month, then we would have missed it. But if it's just the seventh or the tenth year, then we're good. We're good. We're good. I mean, technically, we're fine. I mean, he hasn't been around since 2007. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's keeping up with technology. Those are some, these are questions I want to know. The iPhone <laughs> the wasn't out yet. The supernatural being <laughs> is like, I got to get the iPhone 8 or iPhone X. Yeah, I was going to say, whoa, 8? Whoa. That's, I'm, I'm on, that's chump change. I'm a dog man. I'm still on the iPhone 6 personally, so I can never keep up with the dog man. You couldn't. He's definitely out of X, dude. He's <laughs> making money. He shows up every 10 years. It's a dog man. Shout out to the dog. Man. Okay, do you have any final thoughts so we can wrap this up? Uh, it's fake, and uh, well, I'm gonna okay, fake unless you sway me otherwise, mm-hmm. and uh, hit me up, Steve, so I can jump on the remix. <laughs> I wonder if he's still in business. I sh- I should look that up. I went on on that remix. Okay, so you are listening to this somehow, but there are other ways that you can listen to it. You can listen on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com/cm-life. Uh, iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcast. Um, cm-life.com, which is uh, excuse me, it, which is cm-life.com/multimedia/audio. Um, there's a Twitter where we post every episode, which is at the podcast 51 Like I said, we also post our sources. We post these video clips, these photos that are, are pertinent information to the topic of each week. Um, and our next episode, which, just a reminder, we're having weekly episodes now all coming out on Friday. Our next episode, which will drop next Friday, is on the Lost Cosmonaut Theory. I um, just want to say thank you for listening. And Amir? Stay spooky, stay curious, and stay awesome. Peace out, people. Have a great Friday.